Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Svedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Marnie. Welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends and I'm excited to have you with us this afternoon or whenever it is you're listening in. We uh, love having all of you here live who usually take us right to the front page of Blog Talk Radio during the shows and then all of you who listen to the archives later either here at Blog Talk Radio, at iTunes or at one of our syndicated stations, welcome to you as well. During the next hour we have a special treat for you. Um, so many of us really have a few extra pounds or maybe a lot of extra pounds that we would like to get rid of, be gone, uh, make a change, do something different than we've been doing, have a different result than we've been having. And our guest today, Tina Joy Cochran, is going to help us. Tina's lost over 100 pounds herself and has kept it off, and she's going to talk today about 100 pounds off with joy. During the next hour, she's going to share the five weight loss secrets that you're going to love, and I can't wait to hear those, as well as the five questions that will carry you along your weight loss journey with joy. Now, Tina's a certified health coach and an obesity survivor herself, plus the creator of the Empowered Alignment Life Design Consulting Technique. She's an author, blogger, speaker, business owner, and founder of the nonprofit Apalakas for Autism, and she lives with her husband and son on a 25-acre. I have to ask her how to say this word. Tina, what is this word? <laughs> it's alpaca. They're cousins oh, of the llama. <laughs> I even know the alpacas. It's not so funny. My brain was doing the dyslexic thing here. Okay, that happens all the time. Term. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, in Adrian, Missouri is where you're hailing from. Well, welcome to you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Marnie. I am so excited to be able to visit so you with really, you today. You really have alpacas? Yes, yes. I live oh on gosh. a 25-acre alpaca ranch. We have six alpacas and a llama, and uh, <laughs> get to share get to share my life. And I will tell you that running a ranch a hundred pounds lighter is a lot different <laughs> than when oh, you're way over Oh, yeah. yeah, huge, huge. Yeah. So you I have the ranch. I bags of feed, and I think, wow, I was carrying two of those around with me all the time. You know, I love that you I love that you brought that up because, I actually, I honestly, you know, most people think of very heavy people as very lazy, but honestly, they just have a lot more work to do every day to get around. You know, it's just... It's just a lot of weight to carry. And I shouldn't right. say they, me too. I mean, um, you know, you're carrying these extra, like you say. I, I liked one um, one guy put it in bowling balls, how many bowling balls he was carrying right. around every day. And I thought, it is true. It's a lot to carry. So what was yeah. like um, an aha moment for you when you went, I can't do this anymore, or maybe that isn't how it happened for you? Um, it actually didn't. I, it, you know, like you said, you, you – Weight doesn't kind of sneaks up on you, and it did for me. Um, you know, I always say, you know, I didn't get fat, and I use that word because I was. 
because I was trying to be unhealthy. I was trying to survive a crazy, busy, stressed out life and needed energy. And I kept eating, thinking that would give me energy. And the pounds gradually came on. I thought no one noticed. Um, You know, I noticed, but I didn't think it had that much impact on those around me until my 10-year-old son, who is on the autism spectrum, which means social graces are not always his thing. Um, He looked at me about six years ago and said, Mommy, I think you need to go on The Biggest Loser. And he started watching Mm -hmm. The Biggest Loser every week. And every week I watched it and every week I cried because I knew that with my Mm full-time job and ranch and lifestyle, there was no way I could do what they were doing on The Biggest Loser. So I went looking for a program to to help me and didn't think anything would work and figured I would just try this program and they say, Mommy tried and try to explain to my son that this is what the 40s look uh-huh. like. And 105 pounds and 10 months later, it was a whole different story. So wow. God had other ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea wow. that one little decision was going to transform my life. No idea. 105 pounds in 10 months is a lot of weight to lose fast. That's a yes. lot. Yes, wow. yes, it was. It was um, very, very transforming physically, but it also transformed me mentally, transformed me emotionally, and set me on a path that over the last six years has completely transformed my life from a place of survival to a place of joy. And mm. um, while I went into it white-knuckled thinking this isn't going to work and I'm going to have to resign myself yeah. to being fat, um, I've found a place of joy with God that I never, ever thought existed. Hmm. Beautiful. Well, you're here to share with us some secrets and some questions, and so let's go ahead and dive right into that. Let's start, Joy, with the five weight loss secrets that you have to share. I like I like the way you put that, the five weight loss secrets you're going to love, and uh, I, a lot of times when I talk about this, I talk about it in the in the context of these are, are the lies that we believe, but I like this more positive spin on it, um, <laughs> that these are the things that we look at about weight loss that are generally, a lot of times, generally accepted. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit when you first started talking about, you know, people who are overweight aren't lazy and, and you know, a lot of times we think it's our fault, and that's the first secret that I think you're going to love is that it's not your fault. Um, Our society, uh, my mentor uses a phrase called that I love called obesogenic society. We have a society designed to make us fat. Um, We live in a fast paced, stressed out, grab and go type world where the only choices most of a lot of times fast, easy choices are not healthy for us. And so we're essentially fighting against our culture. If you sit down and watch any amount of television, um, you know, how many, to how, how long do you have to wait before you're finding a commercial for that enormous 5,000 5, calorie burger? So we think that it's our fault if we just try harder, but actually we're, we're in an environment that is set against us. So that's the first weight loss secret is recognizing you know, that. that when I when I hear you say that, um, I I mean I totally agree. But just to play devil's advocate for just a moment with that, um, that feels really hopeless. You know, to say to say that we're just surrounded by it. It's just our culture. Um, it's not my fault. And that that actually that actually feels hopeless to me. So 
Um, okay. I know you're. I know you're going to share for. You're going to share for the rest yeah. of the hours. So I know you're not going to leave us here, but <laughs> right, right. No, no. I actually, having been someone on the, you know, obese, uh, been dealing with hopelessness was my norm. You know, my yeah. hopelessness came from. I was. I had tried everything. And I had had still couldn't do it, and and I was like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? So being told that it's not my fault, that there's actually outside forces that are working against me, actually gave me some hope that it wasn't just that I was lazy or that I was making, you know, that I was the one causing the problem. That I just didn't have a will, enough willpower. That I didn't just try hard enough. So for me, yeah. the thought of it, it's not your fault. You know, I hear what you're saying in that, you know, when you look at it as there's nothing you can do about it. But what I mean is it's not your fault in that it's not that you're not trying hard enough. It's that you're actually fighting it against the society that you live in, too. So when you look I at it about, in that yeah. context. I think about someone that, who's born that help? Yeah. Right. Somebody who's born in India can't be an American. Um, you know, they can maybe apply and go through the process, but the, the fact is they were born in a different country. They don't have the benefits that we have of living here. Then if you apply that same kind of a principle, we actually were born into a culture that is uh, causing obesity. I mean, we definitely are. Yeah. I, I totally agree yeah. with that. But everywhere you yeah. look, like you're never going to find carrot sticks in a vending machine. You know, I mean, it's just not exactly. going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> and that leads me to, but that leads me to the, to the next, secret I think you're going to love is that, you know, it isn't that food is the problem. Food isn't exactly the problem. You know, no, no individual's food is good or bad in and of itself. What is the problem is our choices that we make around it and the way that we choose. And we choose by default based on how our society is. So we've kind of get into this mindlessness that, like I said in the beginning, I didn't get fat because I was trying to be unhealthy. I got fat because I was busy and I was trying to survive. And, you know, yeah. when you look at the way our society is, grab and go, I need to just grab something. And there, like you said, there's no carrot streets tricks in the vending machine but if I ate carrot sticks all the time I wouldn't necessarily be healthy right so it's not any right. individual food and when I work as a as a coach when I work with clients they they always say well well this is my favorite food and they put food way up on this pedestal that then if I just eat this I'll find the magic food that I can eat and that will fix it and it doesn't it's a it's a much bigger picture um, the other thing that we are told is exercise. If you just exercise enough, you know, this is where you start listening to this and, and let's, you know, let's feed us, let's give us access to all kinds of food that doesn't serve us and get us in a busy, stressed out lifestyle and then tell us, well, if you work out long enough, I mean, this was my problem with watching The Biggest Loser was I knew I couldn't run on the treadmill until I drew up. And, you know, so I was like, how do I ever exercise? How do I ever exercise? Well, Exercise in and of itself doesn't solve the problem either. So we think, okay, you know, if I just work out more, if I just work out more. Well, if you realize that it takes 3,500 calories, you need to burn 3,500 calories to lose one pound. Well, one of the exercises I've asked people to do that like to do exercise and say, okay, I'm going to eat whatever I want, but I'll just exercise it off. 
okay, mm-hmm. eat one M&M, walk the length of a football field. Now, eat one more M&M, walk the length of the football field right. back. Right. So, not you know, it's, it's, it's not going to do it. But we, we, we look at, mm-hmm. so when we look at, you know, these these secrets, one is it's not it's not your fault. We're set up for this. Okay, got that. Then we also it isn't exactly good food or bad food. Food is food, it's the way we use it. Exercise isn't gonna fix it by itself. Okay, so what now? Well, now our wonderful society and, and we all are looking for this and I was looking for it too. We go looking for a magic pill. Is there a magic pill? Is there something we can do and um, you know, the secret is there is no magic pill. It's, mm. it's a, there's, there's more to it than that. And, and I like to joke that if there was a magic pill, do you think that Oprah would have probably found it by now <laughs> and been using it and marketing it, right? Um, so there isn't one solution. And it sounds, you know, I, I as I'm talking, I'm like, it, I know it kind of sounds like these are, secrets that are bad but the good news is the last secret that overrides them all is that your best weight loss tool is free and everyone has one and everyone carries it with them all the time oh my goodness this is marnie and we have to take a break right now we're going to come right back and talk about the best weight loss tool that's free and that we all carry with us right now oh my goodness we'll be right back with tina joy Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian Women's Events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie. Our guest today, Tina Joy Cochran, is from that website, Tina Joy, C-O-C-H-A-R-A-N, Cochran.com. And uh, she's sharing with us 100 pounds off with Joy. She herself has lost over 100 pounds. It took her about 10 months, and she's kept it off for six years. She was just right before break, Tina. You are sharing with us the five weight loss secrets you're going to love. So the first one was, it's not your fault. Second one Plus, food isn't actually the problem. The third one was exercise is not really the answer. The fourth one is there's no magic pill, and you are just right now. (laughs) (laughs) I was. The best news, so we are ready. Well, the best news about all of this is that the best weight loss tool is free and that we all have it and we carry it with us everywhere, and no one can take it away from us. I love that idea. As I talked about earlier, with the way our society is and the things that we're being told, we tend to operate in a place of mindlessness, a place of automatic default. And when we do that, our society is designed to make us fat, as we talked about. 
the best part about this weight loss tool is that it is your mind and it is your brain. We actually get to choose what we do. One of the challenges that I found is that when we work on weight loss, we think that we can go on a diet, stay on a diet, and then go back to mindlessness about our our meal choices, and we can't. But what's really cool is if you think about other areas of your life, you think about things. When you pull up into a gas station, if your car is begging for a donut, you're not going to do it because you're thinking, no, I want to do the right thing for it. The car needs gas, not a donut. Well, we can attach the same kind of mindfulness around our choices with regard to our bodies and with regard to what we what we eat and how we exercise and how we move. And once you start doing that, no one can ever, ever take it away from you because you get to control it. And I'm a bit of an independent control freak, so I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and... And that's actually probably where we're going to go here in a few minutes is just these questions that can help us carry along with this mindfulness. Mm -hmm. But let's go ahead back. Let's go ahead back before we dive into those and just talk about about engaging the brain a little bit because Mm -hmm. there's actually quite a bit of subconscious habit, um, upbringing, all that kind of stuff that's going, going around without us being consciously aware of it. There's there's all right. kinds of thoughts in our heads about food, right. about gas stations, about everything. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's where using when when if there was a magic pill, you know, it it wouldn't really help us in the long run because as soon as we stop taking the magic pill, we would go back to the habits that are ingrained in us. So when we look at this tool that we all have of our brain and being able to be mindful and make choices, this is where we can engage, and it doesn't cost us money to engage our brain. Uh, it just it costs us time and it costs us focus. That's the cool part about it, is being able to um, start to make choices and rearrange the way we look at food and the way we look at things. One of the things that I really focus on and I like to focus on with clients is instead of trying to solve a problem, let's shift our minds to focusing on what we're trying to create. So instead of trying to lose weight, because have you ever lost something and as soon as you lose it, now you want to try to find it? Well, we don't. if we lose weight, we're subconsciously trying to find it again. And We want to look at creating health or, in my case, what I was looking at, what I was motivated was that my son was embarrassed and was worried about me because of my weight. Uh, Being healthy or not being healthy never really motivated me. What motivated me was understanding that what was going on with me was having an impact on him. So the more I focused on wanting to be there for him, wanting to be there and dance at his wedding and wanting to be the best mom I could be for him, the easier it was to stick with the plan that I had chosen in order to get the weight to come off. So it became more of a, 
this is just what I need to do. People would say, oh, my gosh, how did you lose all that weight so fast? How did you stay on plan? How did you stay on it and stay motivated? I started working on my weight the week before Thanksgiving. So I went through the holidays and I had lost about 15 or 20 pounds during the holiday season. And people said, how did you do that? You must have been so motivated. Well, it wasn't so much willpower and white-knuckling my way through it. It was focusing on where I wanted to be for my son. You know, if Mm. someone had told me, oh, if you don't stay on this plan during the holidays, you might get sick, that wouldn't have bothered me. Quite frankly, at that point in my life, I really wasn't, I was so stressed out. I was like, I just want to be done anyway. So good. I don't care if I get sick. It wasn't about thinking about health. It was about thinking about, okay, this is what I need to do in order to be able to be there for him. So that's how powerful this free tool that we all have can be. We've talked about this before, you and I, about how our focus is, so critically important and just the illustration that you gave right now, instead of focusing on I've got a problem I have to fix, you're focusing some on something great that you're going for. And I always say, you know, some people are stick people, some people are carrot people. You know, a stick person mm-hmm. really is more motivated by the punishment <laughs> aspect, you know, they're trying to avoid the punishment. Sure. Whereas uh I'm I'm such a carrot person myself. Like you said, um, you know, the health stretch or whatever is not very motivating for me. But having a reward out in front of me now, that's highly motivating for me. I work very hard right. um, for rewards. And I think it's important right. for us to just recognize uh, that however you're built, this is this is the place to apply this now is to say what really will motivate you and to get yes. that clear. Now, I'm assuming are some of the questions that we're going to talk about related to this? What the questions that I've put together because of this, because this, it really, you need to, you know, when you're picking a diet or you're picking some kind of plan to accomplish any goal and, and, you know, if you're trying to get healthy and trying to get to a healthy weight and you want then a lot of times we're looking at what is the next diet? Well, these are five questions that I put together that I recommend for people to ask before you start any plan, before you plunk down your credit card, before you buy that next book. Mm. Walk yourself through these questions because it works to this. It speaks to this. It's how you know, it gets you in that mindset of taking ownership and control of what your choices are. Um, over the six years that I've been health coaching, I've watched many people that I love dearly try every everything under the sun and have the same result. And it's you know it's it's about mm-hmm. if you don't get the brain engaged. You know, the magic pills and the shakes and the, you know, cabbage soup diet and all of those things will work temporarily. But really it's about let's shift, shifting the whole mindset around to what can, how can we design a life that serves us and fuels us and treats our body as a partner. So as Before we go start, in, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Awesome. Before we go into those five questions, let's just hunker down here for a minute longer. This afternoon in group coaching, I was talking about, um, you know, I I am just such a, (laughs) I am always drilling everybody about, you know, your conscious mind has about 40, is dealing with about 40 stimuli per second. Your subconscious mind about 20 million 
stimuli per right. second. I mean, and right. it's when we set ourselves up that I am going to push my way through this. I am going to grip my way through what, like you say, white knuckle. I'm going to force my way through this. The challenge is that we can do that with our 40 stimuli per second, but that is no comparison for the 20 million stimuli that are driving exactly. us underneath. Exactly. And it is until we are on the same page <laughs> with yeah. our subconscious. Yeah. That exactly. we're going to fail and fail and fail. I mean, and like you say, you know, we can we can do it for a little while because actually the subconscious will let us go for a little while. But it's like um, the illustration I was using today was like an iceberg. And on, on the top of the water, what we see is we see this little, you know, sometimes quite large mountain of ice. Mm-hmm. But underneath there's a huge, huge base yeah. to that thing that we don't yeah. see. And now what the, what the subconscious mind knows is that underneath – if you start mucking with stuff in the balance of what you can see, you know, just, okay, I want to lose weight. So that's the part I can see. Right. So I'm just going to start messing around and I'm going to start changing things um, willy-nilly and I'm just going to go in these crash diets or whatever I'm going to do. And then the subconscious is like, okay, I'm going to let you do that for a minute, but I'm going to, I'm going to balance this out as soon as I can, because I know that you're jeopardizing the entire stability of your life here. Exactly. (laughs) You know, we have got to, Get um get our motivation correct. Why are we doing this? What is it we're really wanting to do? And then I love it that the next thing you're going to talk about is how to actually go about then choosing a direction. Right. You know, having having just listened to what I just said about subconscious, what are give us your thoughts on that? It's so it's so exactly true. That's why you know the the statistics are you know, eighty five at minimum eighty five percent of people who go on any kind of diet lose weight, gain it back, in within two years. And it's that equilibrium your subconscious is trying to bring about, and that's where when you're looking at it from an internal perspective and saying, you know what, my best weight loss tool is right between my ears, and I'm going to engage my brain in this. And, mm. and I'm going to create the life that I want to do. An example I like to use is if you decided you wanted to be the best tennis player in the world, what would you do? You would go out, you would get a coach, you would get the best equipment, you would get the best training. And if I came and tried to sell you golf clubs, it wouldn't even tempt you. <laughs> right? Right. Because right, you've right. chosen. Not playing golf today. Right. Yeah, you've chosen to be a tennis player, and you'd look at me like I had three heads and go, why would I be interested in that? Well, the same, the same techniques can be applied in weight loss. We just don't do it that way. We think, okay, I'm just going to go on a diet, and it'll take care of itself, and then I can get my life back. And mm-hmm. that's where the rubber meets the road. But as long as you're looking at it as a diet, it will act like a diet. When you start looking mm-hmm. at it differently and say, I'm going to design a life that fuels my body so I can do what God has called me to do, mm-hmm. that's when things start to change. And it doesn't matter as much what or how you get the weight off, it will stay off. And that's when I've put together these five questions because there are so many, every day something new comes across. And because I work in this industry, I see it, you know, probably more than most, but something new comes across. They've been in Africa and they found a, you know, bead underneath. And if you put it in your bra, it'll make your weight go off or something. You know, you just, something new is coming on all the time. And so I thought, what if, I could put together five real straightforward questions to kind of give you a filter to run everything through and go, does this fit for me? 
because, you know, it, it will work for some people and you'll see them and then go, well, why didn't it work for me? Well, hmm. it's not necessarily a fit for you. So the first question that um, I always suggest people ask is, does this fit my lifestyle and schedule? For example, when I started looking at what am I going to do about this weight situation, how am I going to help my son? You know, honestly, my, my thought was I'm going to help my son accept the fact that this is what middle age looks like for mommy, and um, mm-hmm. how am I going to do that? Well, I started looking at my schedule, and I was working 50 hours a week, commuting 45 minutes each way, had a ranch. Had a, you know, there was no way I could add anything else to my schedule. So looking at programs, a program that required me to drive, and I live on a ranch, so I live outside of the city to drive 45 minutes after work to go to a meeting, wasn't going to work for me. I'm also a big introvert, so working in a group is not really my thing. I needed something that was going to be working one-on-one. But if I was a, you know, looking at that lifestyle – and applying your current lifestyle, yes, you will need to make lifestyle changes, but will this program you're looking at or this technique to lose weight, will it add more stress to your life? Over and over again, stress is the reason that people say, you know, I can't, I can't help it. I'm a stress eater. I'm an emotional eater. Well, adding stress to your life by adding a diet plan is a disaster, is, you know, set up for failure, right? Mm, absolutely. Huh. This is Marnie. We're, we're talking today with Tina Drake Talker, and we're going to come right back and talk about a little bit more about this first question plus the other four questions that will help you carry, uh, carry yourself along with joy through your weight loss journey. We'll be right back. Womenspeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit Womenspeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg. You're visiting with us today at Marnie's Friends, and our friend today is Tina Joy Cochran, and her website is the same, Tina Joy Cochran, and you spell her last name C-O-C-H-R-A-N.com. Tina, we were talking uh, about this first question that will carry you along with joy, and, and the question was, does this particular eating plan that I'm contemplating or does this weight loss plan that I'm contemplating actually fit my lifestyle and schedule? And you were using an example of your commute, um, your work schedule, mm-hmm. right. your introversion like that. Do you like, um, do you like have a list that people go through to identify this or how, how does one actually begin to identify what would or what? Well, if you look at, if you look at, the, your per, your current schedule a lot that will eliminate uh, eliminate or include a lot of programs in that mm-hmm. you know, are you are you in a place where you can add another meeting to your life most of the people that i work with are busy successful you know women who are like well, everything else in my life is working but my weight how do i get that <laughs> and and they one of the reasons they can't seem to do it 
and the reason the wait is on is because they aren't giving themselves the time. And so where do I find time? So finding right. a program that is more fit into your life rather than you add one more thing seems to seems to really split a lot of programs out because there are a lot of programs that require meetings and require you to go go somewhere and not work one-on-one. And what's great about the world we live in now is even programs like Weight Watchers have a variety of different ways to do it. You don't necessarily have to go to a meeting. You can do it online. And so it's looking at those things and going, what, what do I, how much time do I currently have? If you know that you don't have an hour and a half a day to hit the gym, don't set yourself up going, I'm going to work with a personal trainer five times a week because you're not going to make that. And then you're going to feel bad, and we're going to go back to the very beginning of it's really not your fault, but, you know, see what I'm saying? Right, right. And, I mean, really there are two essential things. How much time do you have in your schedule for, for it? And two, do you need, do you want to work in a group or do, would you rather work alone? And most people, by the time that they get to be an adult, they've been through school and they know whether they like to work in groups or not. Um, right. I have you know friends. I have friends who are like, oh, we need to work on this together. And they're like, Tina, why are you always by yourself? <laughs> uh, since I was in third grade, I hated working in groups. So we know that part. So if you know in your art you hate working in groups, don't sign up for a group challenge because it's not going to help you. If you know, like you said, I'm a, I'm a carrot person. If it's the rewards out there and I'm going to be able to be competitive and meet the group, then get a group challenge. Um, the, that's looking at just the basic structure of the plan itself will give you, you know, slice and dice a lot of different plans. Just off the top of your head, you've worked with a lot of different people. So what are some of the types, like you mentioned Weight Watchers, but, you know, and I, I can think of Tops as another one. And, uh-huh. uh, right. yeah, and what are some of the other, what are some of the other plans that are just out there um, that people oftentimes will consider? Um, the plan I use is called Take Shape for Life, and it, it's, a, you know, working with a coach one-on-one. There are, you know, lots of books out there and that different different programs out there. You know, there's, there's of course, Nutrisystem and those programs, um, you know, you see them on time. It really depends on what you want out of, out of it and what fits for you. You know, if you, if you are a group person, something like Tops or Weight Watchers that's designed around group support is going to be more effective for you than order food from off off the TV or order, you know, go to the store and buy a bottle of, of pills and try to do that. You really need, you know, with some of these, some of this other stuff as a group. Yeah. What's the next question a person should ask before they decide on a particular direction? On that, on that same, uh, the next question is, can this program be customized for me? Um, mm-hmm. As a as an overweight person, one size fits all makes me want to scream. <laughs> because it doesn't work for everybody. And we know that that is not true, <laughs> right? And and it's along the same lines of that that what we were talking about with the subconscious motivations and the things that you know you are motivated the way you are motivated can can if I pick a Weight Watchers type program, if I pick tops, if I, whatever program that I look at, and 
can I tweak it a little bit? Can I customize it a little bit to fit my personal needs? Or is it an all or nothing thing? Particularly when you're dealing with a coach or you're dealing with a support group, you know, is it the kind of program that if, you know, will my coach help me customize the plan or will they say, no, you do it my way or the highway, you know? Mm-hmm. And because it's about designing something you can live with, like we've talked about. If it is no, you, know, you either you either do it this way or you can't do it at all, you're going to white knuckle through and then you're going to be like, oh, I want my life back. And that subconscious motivation is going to kick in and you're going to be falling off the plan. So can, can I customize it? Is there a t- chance for me to go, well, my situation right now is a little bit different. You know, one of the challenges I have with clients a lot is, is stress, you know, is how, how do we work the plan? Can we, can we accommodate them a little bit when, say, you know, they're having to call in hospice for family members or they're having to be mm-hmm. in a very, very stressful situation? How do we deal with that in a way that supports them? Because this whole idea of weight loss isn't about something that you can ever put back on the shelf. It's about designing a life that supports you. So yeah. when you're looking at a plan, is that option? Are you going to be able to get some some help and support in that customization process? Which I love it. It's number so, three. Yeah. Well, just a second, just a second though, because mm-hmm. one of the things that I a phrase that I use a lot of times with my coaching um, group is "be kind to you," and mm-hmm. I feel like the programs that require you to jump through impossible hoops um, and that that are just you know that are really like you said, something you could do temporarily, but you couldn't really ever envision yourself doing this for the rest of your life. Right, uh, they right. really aren't taking you where you want to go. They're going to take you exactly. on a temporary ride. But then you're right. going to get off the ride and back to life, and it's not going to work out for you. And it's back to that subconscious you know, powerhouse again. Right. The right. subconscious powerhouse is always aware of whether this is reasonable or not. And it's mm-hmm. going to be self-correcting the whole time which is why right. some eating plans make it so difficult to actually stay on them right. because subconsciously you know, I can't do this the rest of my life. You know, exactly. where is it? At what, point, at what point in your weight loss journey or even in your maintenance did you come to the point where you were like, okay, this, this feels like home now. This is more like where I want to stay. At about, for me, you know, I had 100 pounds to lose. At about 60 pounds, and, and, and I've seen this happen. Mm. I've coached more than 300 people in the last five years, and, and people that have more than, you know, in that 100-pound range, that 60-pound mark seems to be consistent. At about 60 pounds is kind of where you have to, you make a decision. You go, oh, this is what it's like to eat this way and to eat healthy. Am I going to keep doing this or am I not? <laughs> And it's going to be make that decision, and and that's about the time that and that for me was about three or four months in, and you, mm-hmm. you go, oh, okay, this is what it feels like, and over time, and you and once you make the decision, yes, I'm going to, I want this person, I don't want to be that person I used to be anymore. That's yeah. when it starts yeah. to feel like home. It starts to feel like home. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, I had one client say to me, oh, my goodness, I went to a restaurant and I ordered a salad and I don't ever order salad. How did that happen? <laughs> and it sneaks right. up on you because, right. like I said, it just doesn't fit you anymore. You don't, um, you don't do the things you used to do because it doesn't make sense to you anymore. 
And mm, that's when awesome. the subconscious starts to come alongside and support you in that. Awesome. Okay, question number three. Question number three is, is like we've been talking, all of this mindset, all of these things that we've been talking about, it's very, very difficult to do on your own. So when you're looking at a weight loss program, one of the biggest questions is how are you going to get support? Are you going to get support from a coach? Are you going to get support from a group? Are you going to get support from your family? I mean, some people will do this and read a book and do it on their own with support from your family, but support is absolutely key to moving forward and keeping the weight off and building a healthy lifestyle. So the question when you're looking at a weight loss plan, if it is the best thing since sliced bread and everyone you know has lost a whole bunch of weight on it and they're singing the praises <laughs> of it and all you have to do is drink this pink shake or drink the, you know drink this one thing and everything will be perfect, the question is, well, how am I going to get support for this? How, who's going to come alongside me? and help me when it doesn't work the way I want to or I'm having a bad day. What kind of support are you going to get? One of the programs that we have here in the Kansas City area, I have clients who have been to that program and their criticism, if you will, of the program that they've done before is they would go to weigh in at a center and be coached by someone who never had a weight problem. And so if they had a bad week, there was no empathy for mm-hmm. the struggle that it is for to live in this world when this is an issue for you. And we just well why don't you you know or and and this is true of family members. We can you know family members can can sabotage your scenario. So how are you going to get some support? We need support any kind of change. We need some support around us to do that. And how do you like um do you do most of your clients prefer like um, balance between a cheerleader and a um, disciplinarian or yeah. like when you're thinking of support, like for me, I'm, I'm really clear in my head what kind of support works for me, but a lot of mm-hmm. people maybe aren't very clear in their own head what really right. is empowering to them, what really turns their crank. How, you know, right. how do you proceed with a new client? How do you determine what they need? Well, we do, you know, we do a lot of talking about what they've done in the past. Most of the time people have tried a lot of different things and what has worked and what hasn't worked, but I do a balance of both. You know, I will, if you need someone to to kind of nudge you along, then I will do that too. I am not, by nature, I'm not designed to be a Jillian Michaels type coach where I'm going to make you cry. I just, I'm not designed that way, but I'm also very clear on my just telling you everything's okay all the time doesn't get you where you want to go. And so right. in in my coaching practice, everything comes back to where are we trying to go? Where are we trying to focus? And, and bringing that back so that you're empowering people when you support them. You don't want to make people codependent when you support them. And I also help people look at the support that they're getting in their family or not getting in their family, and we strategize ways. I had a client a few years ago who 
her husband did not have a weight problem, and he would go and buy all the foods that she loved and pile them right in front of her healthy foods on in the pantry. And she would have to move the foods that she couldn't eat in order to get to her healthy foods. And so mm-hmm. we worked together on strategies on how do you handle that situation. And she, you know, she was able to, you know, talk to him, and he was able to get his own shelf where she couldn't see it for a while and work on those strategies. Because it does, it does make a difference. Yeah. 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 I love that. And it is so important. Uh, I always say that God loves body life. He loves it when we don't isolate ourselves and try to do it on our own. But when we actually tap into the resources, the people that he's put around us, that he's put there specifically to help us. And uh, Joy, I'm so excited about what you're doing with so many people. This is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with Tina Joy Cochran of TinaJoyCochran.com. We're going to come right back and talk about the final two questions that will help carry you along your weight loss journey with Joy. We'll be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the Internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more, all available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Hey, welcome back. We are jumping down to the home run here um, on our program with Tina Joy Cochran of TinaJoyCochran.com called Food Training 100 Pounds Off with Joy. And, of course, if you're just tuning in now, you'll want to go back and listen to the archive from the beginning. Joy, we are just uh, on question number four now out of the five questions that will carry us along toward our weight loss journey with Joy. And, and what we're doing, for those of you who are just joining us now, is we're talking actually about how to decide what kind of an eating plan to go on because this is hugely important. We can't just, like, pick the one that, like you said earlier, pick the one that everybody, that's hot right now right. that it works for everybody because the reality right. is it doesn't work for everybody. The only people you're hearing about are the few that it worked for. <laughs> that doesn't right. mean that exactly. it will work for you necessarily. So what is the fourth question? The fourth question has to do with nutrition. And up until this point, we haven't talked a lot about Mm -hmm. food and nutrition and so forth. And and I I joke that I'm a health coach, but I deal more with your head than with your food. Um, But are you going to get balanced nutrition? You know, my mother-in-law is a great one for the cabbage soup diet. And and if just eat cabbage soup for six weeks, then you'll be fine. And you'll get Mm -hmm. all your weight off. Anything that that manipulates macronutrients, the all protein, the no carb, the low, the, the, you know, only carbs, the, you know, all of those things aren't balanced. So when you're looking at a program, you do have to look at the nutrition and say, am I going to get balanced nutrition? It goes back to what we're saying about creating a life that supports you. If you're going on an eating program that is all protein, no carbs, no, you know, no fats, just straight protein, nothing else, that's not balance. That's taking your body out of balance. The trick is to get yourself in a place where you're eating balanced protein, carbs, fats, all of those nutrients that designs your body to operate with a balance of nutrition, not with one thing or the other. Um, One of the, you know, Things like sugars. Sugars aren't necessarily great for you, but they're not necessarily terrible. And a lot of people struggle with them, and they think, oh, my gosh, I'm never ever going to be able to have another sweet. Well, don't do that to yourself because all you're doing is setting yourself up to six months from now you're eating a whole box of donuts because you haven't had sweets in so long. 
it's what's balanced. So when you're looking at your program and you're saying, all right, this fits my lifestyle, it can be customized for me, I'm going to get some support, but what am, what am I going to be eating? Is it balanced? Am, or am I going to be eating cabbage and nothing else for the next six weeks? Because like we talked about, that's setting you up to go, now I can get back to my life, and you're just going to gain any weight you've lost back. And your body is, sometimes your body gets profoundly out of balance and your metabolism gets messed up. So I think that's, that's a huge question. one. <laughs> that's yeah. a huge one, the metabolism. Um, right. by, by doing crash diets, you do set yourself up a little bit for the, for the rebound as soon as you introduce anything exactly. above your few calories exactly. you've been having. So kind of a short-term right. and and that's where if you can focus on I'm designing a life where I can eat and it supports my body so my body works the way God designed it to work instead of I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to beat my body into submission and then it'll, once the weight comes off, then I will be nice to it again. Work with your body mm-hmm. as a partner. Hmm. Yeah. What's question number five? Question number five, and this is usually the first question a lot of people ask me when they come to talk to me about my program. What about maintenance? What about maintenance? Like we've talked about 85% of diets, people gain their weight back. So people are asking, what about maintenance? Well, when you're looking at a program, ask the question, what about maintenance? What happens Mm. when, Mm -hmm. when I'm done, when I reach my goal weight? If all the focus is on getting to a goal weight, once I get to the goal weight, what happens then? Uh, do you drop me off the map? You know, all of this support, <laughs> all of this structure that I got before, does it go away? Mm. Or do I then stop taking the supplements that you gave me to take? Or do, you know, what happens then? Because that's really the most important thing. When we talk about losing it with joy, the joy comes in keeping it off. It's, okay. it's, you know, getting getting the weight off, first it's scary, then it's hard, <laughs> but you keep on going because there's joy at the end because you get this new life that allows you to do those things that you're not dragging around that 100 pounds or ten, even 10 pounds. If you, you know, put two pegs of sugar in your in your purse and carry it with you everywhere for, for a day, <laughs> right. that's 10 pounds, you know. Yeah. Right. So so that, those are the questions to ask is look at it. Don't just look at it and go, oh, well, you know, this famous celebrity lost weight on it, so that will work for me. Because what if it doesn't? And now you've added one more, one more check mark to the list of diets that you've tried that didn't work by looking at it up front and looking at it from the perspective of does it fit my lifestyle? Am I going to get support? Can I customize it? Is it balanced nutrition? And are, is there something for me for maintenance? And if all of those things work for you, then you've got a much better shot of changing your life so you have a body that you can do what you're called to do. It's so interesting because I know when um, you said you were watching uh, Biggest Loser, and that was my uh-huh. thought watching that too. Which I, and actually, I do, I do find the program very motivating in that mm-hmm. it's hard to even fathom how much weight they're losing so quickly. It's just like, right. really, the human body can even do that. It's just amazing. But um, right. but you do have to say, okay, once you're done losing the weight, then are you still going to be able to do six hours a day of exercise? Exactly. And if not, and if not, well, then what? Because 
life is going to go on. And just like for you, okay, 10 months to lose it and six years to maintain it so far. You know I mean? It's like that is the majority of the time, and it is the thing that we spend the least time thinking about. We're all busy picking Picking what we're going to do <laughs> and exactly. then focusing on exactly. you know, how to make it work. Yeah, yeah. So that's, right. that's really interesting. So when you are first working with somebody and they come to you and they're like, I have no idea what right. kind of an eating plan I should be on. All I know is I've got to get this weight off. I am dead serious about it. <laughs> so where do you even start with them? I actually developed a program called Turbo Goals that I work on – the, no, your goal, if your goal is to lose weight, whatever your goal is, I, I work on an assessment that partnered with, with uh, a friend of mine to, who's developed an assessment on where your heart is and where you're motivated. So, like you said, sometimes it's, I don't have a clue how I'm motivated. Well, what's nice is being able to use a third-party assessment. We go through and take five- to ten-minute assessment that then gives you some insight into how you're designed. So, yeah. you know, and then we start there, and we say, why do you want to lose weight? And I cringe every time someone says, I want to get healthy, because I can't believe that you put the weight on because you didn't want to get healthy. We all want to be healthy. There's something <laughs> bigger that we need to do. We need to get your why more connected to who you, to who you are. And I never thought about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm big because I wanted to be unhealthy, and now I've changed my yeah. mind, and I want to be healthy. Right. No, nobody right, ever thinks right. like that. Right. Okay, right. that's hilarious. No. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so with the turbo goals, I work with what we do is we do an assessment and we do a one-hour consultation on, okay, this is how you are motivated. And that gives people some insight into how they're motivated. And then we start walking through those questions on, well, what plans are you thinking about? What plans have you tried? And, and very mm. often the people that I work with, like I said, I work with a lot of women who have been there, done that, got the T-shirt, tried everything, are at the point where they're hopeless and said, you know what, I don't even know anymore. I just know I don't like where I am. And I'm tired of being awake at 3 o'clock in the morning wishing my life could be different. And that's where we start Weight loss, weight to me, I still am doing the weight loss coaching. I'm still a weight loss coach and a health coach, not because I love nutrition and I want to teach everybody about the difference between alfalfa sprouts, Brussels sprouts, and carrots, but because I want to help women become who God designed them to be and have bodies that will work to do that. If somebody isn't quite ready to hire you or get a coach Mm -hmm. and but they right. know they know they want to start toward a change. What would you say is the first step that they could do on their own? The first step that they could do on their own is sit down and just take some time. Have a 15-minute meeting with yourself and mm-hmm. vision what it would be like for what your ideal life would look like. Not what your body would look like, not what size it would be like. What would your life look like? What would you be able to do? And then start asking yourself, is why is my body holding me back from that? Mm. So that you're already setting yourself up. You're not, oh, I need to lose weight. You're setting yourself up to, I want to be able to play on the floor with my grandkids and my body's holding me back from doing that. And start really embracing what it would feel like. Just spend 15, 10 or 15 minutes and get to know your body again and love on your body and and pray about it. You know, I'm a big one for asking asking God to show you where to go. When mm. you take some time to listen 
He's got plenty to tell you. <laughs> he does. He always has an opinion about everything. <laughs> it's more than an opinion. Well, you know, he kind of behind us. He kind of has a, yeah. has a little bit of clout. <laughs> right. He has more than an opinion. He actually has the owner's manual, and so he can really help yeah. us out here. Yeah. yeah. Now, exactly. Tina, what would be what would be an, a brain exercise that somebody could do? Um, the envisioning one is is like um, setting your heart kind of in the right direction. How about for your brain? When food has always been this humongous you know, monster in your life, and that's how you view it as the problem to solve, what would be right. an exercise that somebody could do mentally to help begin to make a shift there? As far as shifting food from being a monster yeah. to, to being... Maybe my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what Really looking at... One of the exercises you could do would be to sit down and start listing out good food versus bad food and and look at how you're labeling food and then start asking yourself, why do I say that's bad? You know, why do I say that's good? And that would start to walk you through where this stuff came from. You know, what are some of the rules that you have around food? I must always clean my plate. And then ask yourself, is that, where does that come from? And is right. it really true? You know, if you have a rule that um, one, of the, one of the things that I deal with a lot is, is social eating. You know, if I go out to eat, I must eat everything on my plate. And what happens if you don't? You know, what do you think is going to happen if you don't? Well, people won't like me. Is that really true? And ask yourself, is that really true? And I think you'll find that you're carrying around a lot of lies about food that um, – and then the foods that you know that are not good for you that you tend to eat anyway, ask yourself, what are you getting from those foods? What is it solving for you? And what would happen if you didn't eat them? You know, like I said, I started my program during during um, the holidays. And every year I hear from clients, well, I'm going to start in January and I have to be honest, I don't have a lot of sympathy for that because I started right before Thanksgiving. And But it's the holidays. I have to eat this. Do you really have to? What would right. happen if you didn't? What would happen right. if you didn't? Would, and, and, and what's interesting is as you start asking those questions, well, if I, my, I'll use my mother-in-law's pumpkin roll. She knows I use it. My mother-in-law makes this wonderful pumpkin roll, and that was one of the things that I thought, oh, I want to eat that, and I can't eat that if I'm going to be doing this weight loss thing. Well, what would happen if I didn't eat it? Well, she's going to be mad at me. Well, what would happen if she's mad at you? Well, then she won't like me anymore. And, and keep asking those questions. Well, what would happen if she didn't like you anymore? Then what? Then what? Then what? And eventually you get to a place where – your answer is really absurd, you know. It's something like, "Well, children, you know, children in Africa will go hungry." Okay, so how does my cleaning my plate fix the children right. in Africa? You know, those types of things. And as you problem. get to that absurd part, it's like, "Wait a second, maybe this isn't exactly the way." But we do it all by default hmm. and mindless. I mean, yeah. If I have it for so long, we don't take oh. that time to stop and ask ourselves. Hmm. Uh, this is Marnie Swedberg. Our guest today has been Tina Joy Cochran. You can find out more about her over at her website, Tina Joy, C O C H 
R-A-N.com. Tina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. Oh. Thank you for letting me share. It it so makes a difference. It, oh, and I'm so glad that you're doing you. what you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you guys can go learn more about her over at TinaJoyCochran.com. And uh, congratulations to you for being here today. I just wish you the best of luck. Not so much luck. Thank I you, wish Marty. you God's, God's blessing as you pursue his goals for you. And I just pray that you will find great peace and joy in your weight loss journey. See you next time. Bye-bye.